Good evening, everyone. Um, this is Gone Critical, standing in for the mighty T, who's been unable to join us this evening, which is very sad, but he's called upon a pretty good substitute because we do have Vicky Park with us tonight as a special guest, and, of course, Magpie Girl, fresh from her multimedia role, has graced us with her presence. So, hello, MG and VP. Hello, GC. Hi, GC. So we're excited to be on here tonight, VP. One of your oh, very aims. yes, thank you. <laughs> I would expect plenty of input. And oh, okay. <laughs> if I can, if I can um, stop looking to see what uh, Bucks Boys' latest avatar is. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, that's why we we do have to send a message out to the chief. I think tonight uh, to express our displeasure at his um, rifling through our board and putting up propaganda. Oh, he is absolutely. We we need to underline that in red. Yeah. Are we allowed to sledge the chief? Is that part of our uh, moderator duties? Uh, I, th I think it's okay. Yeah. All right, chief, you've been told. Yeah, we're not happy. <laughs> he's, he's probably a regular listener, I'd say. Not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to more serious matters. And Laurie Holden's, of course, uh, mic'd up there and ready to go now that he's also a multimedia star. So good evening, Laurie. Yeah, good evening. Thank you. All right, so let's get down to business. So uh, wouldn't be one of the great weeks. I know why Mighty T is not here because he wants to host the nice ones and leave me with this. But uh, uh, it was a, a well, it was an absolutely disappointing uh, match on the weekend. Um, to some extent, it might be the less said the better. But um, we just we we played our hearts out in a way. We displayed all our lack of skill. And then we uh, folded. That was my summary. So, MG, what did you see? Uh, look, I thought it was really sad and um, I forced myself to stay to the end. Um, just and I, and I was there when the guys walked off the ground. I was so disappointed to hear people booing them. I just thought that was so, such a horrible thing to do. Um, I, they they were just broken. I, I just thought it was really sad. Yeah, Vicky. Yeah, look, it was the worst defeat I think under Bucks, wasn't it? Um, and probably the worst one I can recall. I think from that uh, was it the last round of two thousand and eleven when we were um, absolutely smashed before the final series. So they're horrible things to happen. Uh, they're low points. You can only you can only go up from there, surely. So. That's the way I see it. It's going to happen, that tired young team, just all the, um, the psychological, I think, the cumulative psychological impact of those close losses and trying hard and even against Sydney last week, you know, again, not quite getting there. It just, it just all adds up and I think the whole thing, we just sort of fell in a heap really. Yeah. yeah. I think to some degree, it's, I think probably Fremantle, the first round last year was probably a worse loss because that was a, an outright loss where this one we, you know, we... I think, as you said, there's a cumulative effect from of all this effort that we put in, and even in that match, we we had so many inside fifties. But it it wasn't. I don't think the last quarter is such a problem because teams do that. That's what happens. It's a it's a terrible thing to watch, but that's an, a natural thing of a young team getting belted, and it happens every now and again. It's not it's not terminal or anything. Uh, the biggest concern is still the ongoing problem of. Um, you know, that ball coming into the, our Ford 50 with so little organisation and such poor delivery and we work and work and work and um, 
it just doesn't happen. It was interesting, Sam Mitchell said somewhere this week that he thought that we were so, as a team, from his experience in playing against, we were so manic with our defence that we almost are too exhausted to execute offensive work when, when our opportunity comes, and it almost looks something like that. Yeah, look, it's uh, I read that um, comment by Mitchell, and it makes sense. Um, the bit that I'm struggling with is that in the first half of the season, the forward line, the forward structure was working better. We were more accurate. We were kicking goals. It's fallen apart. Um, Jamie lost form, whether it was that injury or, you know, that mm. other sort of implied attitudinal issue. And Jesse White, and Jesse hasn't played for a few weeks now too. Of course, Darcy's come in, but can't expect... He's been terrific, but you can't expect him at his age and level of experience to make much of a difference. So it's just sort of stopped and really disappointing after the first half of the year. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is the first half of the year we did play the teams that are now below us and we've played predominantly teams above us. I mean, the Melbourne loss was clearly from a team below us, but just off the top of my head, they're the only loss we've had really from a team that was that's not in the eight at the moment, you know, since our bad run began, I think, almost. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but anyway, I, I think it's I think it's just battened down to the last couple of games, and um, I'd like to see us look at playing, especially guys who are on the periphery or some of the kids. And I'm thinking Carnesis, I'm thinking Ben Kennedy, Sharon Berg, um, and uh, of course Big Cox. After the weekend, we'd all love to see him play, even though we've been told he's not going to play. It'd be an interesting uh, thing to see. Is that because who, of his who are you guys looking for? Rookie status. We can't play um, Mason Cox. Is that right? Or oh, I think no. I think we've got. We've still. Uh, I think we've got an upgrade opportunity, haven't we? Is there someone that's? Uh... Would you really bring him in at this point? Oh, uh, I'm only talking from the point of view of. I look. I probably wouldn't on the team balance sort of thing. But you just he's so so intriguing that I'd love to see what he could do, as much as anything, just from a supporter's point of view. One of the interesting things that Dale Tapping said yesterday was he was talking about how he kicks the ball and his um, technique, which he said was better than um, most of the guys who have been kicking it mm. from from little kids, um, and um, and and a really surprising um, a, a surprisingly good kick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that... I yeah, well, I mean, really, when you look at it, and 211 centimetres, I mean, we don't usually associate Ruckman with being great kicks for goal and that sort of thing as a rule. Uh, he's, it's a quite extraordinary because if you, I looked at the replay of his goals and then there were some straightforward shots, but there's a shot that was 30, 40 metres out on a pretty tight angle and he just slotted it without any troubles. So <laughs> he, he certainly uh, good in that regard. It's extraordinary, really, that the um, improvement he's made throughout the year. He's, he's already being um, spoken of seriously as potentially someone who could step in where Wits might be, um, you know, stepping out. I can't mm. believe I'm saying that, but it's possible. Yeah. Well, and it's playing possible. Down, um, down forward than in the ruck with Wits in the VFL side. Yeah. Well, the thing he's got, he's almost he's almost lining up more as a forward. Because the other thing he's got, his his physical capabilities are that height. He's fast. He's you know he's got seriously a good twenty meter 
time and he's got a very big vertical leap and, and he seems to be learning leading patterns. So if he learns leading patterns and he's, someone's trailing him 15 centimetres shorter than him and he jumps, you know, he, he, this, he, he's potentially an unbeatable force in that setting. Yes. <laughs> I know no, we're dreaming. Here, but... <laughs> Let him be. Yeah. So maybe we better not, not sort of, you know, carry on too much here. But who who else out of the VFL team would you uh, would you be hoping to see come this weekend? Well, I think Matt, uh, Maddie Scharenberg has already been mentioned by Buck, so it looks as though he's uh, Shaz is going to get another um, run in the seniors, which. Is terrific. It's terrific for him. It's terrific for us, and uh, all of us with you know contract anxiety um, mm-hmm. might give us some hope that he's going to sign on the dotted line. Yeah, well, that's the big one. We want him to do that shortly. Um, pretty fun but- one this week, though, isn't it? To play um, the inexperienced guys. Um, are they playing? You'd think they're playing to win. I mean, you know they want to win, but they're not just playing out the games to give um, the inexperienced guys more more games, more game time. Yeah. But I think it's also, there's an element of saying, um, particularly with a guy like Carnesis, and we don't quite know what his status is at the moment in terms of next year, but you'd like to give him a chance to show us something for a couple of games. Because his VFL form has been very good for a, a good few weeks, and I'd really like to see, well, you know, give him a second chance. It's almost, a, you know, the Jack Crisp scenario of last year at Brisbane when he was halfway through the season was looking at delisting and then he kicked on for six games at the end and he's taken the opportunity to become a very good player. Yeah, look, there's been um, <clears throat> scuttlebutt on the board about Carnesis telling the club that he's had other offers. He's um, he's really been in that sort of grey zone, hasn't he? he he mm-hmm. wasn't in favour at Brisbane and he's been with us. This is his second season. Never real injuries affected him last year or <clears throat> OP or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, he's just never quite been able to get there, has he, establish himself, certainly yeah. with the coaches. Yeah. Well, I think that's stuff on the board and I think it's come from a reasonably good source. But it just sort of it sounds has. a little yeah. unusual yeah. to me that, that some, I mean, especially there was mention of Hawthorne, guaranteeing a game next year, which I would have thought would be virtually an impossibility, you know. Oh, I'd, I'd say that. That sounds, well, it does sound unlikely, but, you know, who knows, I suppose. Yeah. yeah I think it's more a question of whether he gets another year with us almost. But anyway, I'd like to see him, just like to see him have a try. Um, and Ben Kennedy's the other one who, you know, has another 35 possession game and we need to know more about him. So I think he's, you know, he's a third-year player now has some experience, he wouldn't hurt to bring him in. It's time for him again, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who are we tipping out this week? Anyone that you're uh, that you're dirty on? <laughs> Could be a big list. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part. I don't like that bit. Yeah, yeah, well, something, you know, you've got to put your, put your uh, selector's hat on. If you're going to put a couple in, you've got to put a couple out. True, okay. Um, let me think about that. So Sharon Berg in. Um, what do you think about Maynard? Is it time? Is he got that one game again, didn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't mind giving him a rest. I think he's, you know, he's shown us a fair bit. Uh, I think he'd be he'd be a natural one for that'd be a natural swap over for those two. Um, 
then Brownies, I a lot Brownies of back dirty then. On Sinclair on the board, but I thought Sinclair actually was one of our more sort of lively backline players on the weekend. Yeah. I'd, I'd keep him in. Yeah, he's got a bit of a spurt out of the backline, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, do, do you think it's time to give Frost a rest, particularly as Brownie is uh, back in? Well, that's oh, well, that's the other. You do have to bring Brown back in. Well, mm. I thought we missed Brown desperately on the weekend, yeah, we so I think I think I'd, we're missing Goldsack too. We're missing Goldsack, but I think you need Brown and Frost. I think you need two bigger, unless you play Marsh in that role. But that's a big ask for him. Yeah, I'd almost be saying you bring him in, and you know, Darcy Moore almost. I'd be saying have a rest too because he's really sort of dropped dropped off a bit. He hasn't done much the last couple of weeks. And would you bring Jesse White back in? I would. Um, well, Wits or Jesse White, I think one of those two perhaps come back in. But then it's easier bringing them back in, isn't it? And we, we haven't tipped out enough to bring them all back in. <laughs> what about Ben Reid? Is it time to just um, pull him back out again and put him on, you know, ice until next year? Uh, I think if he's fit, no, I'd, I'd keep. I'd. I think maybe the VFL. I'd. I'd be surprised if they play him in the VFL finals. I think once he finishes AFL, you want to put him on ice. I think can't. See yeah. any point risking me in the VFL, but I think if he's fit enough and playing, I I think you know he, he hasn't had many games, so. Um, but it's almost but, like he doesn't know where to play. Um, I know they've tried him up forward each week, and the first week was great, and the the second and third weeks hasn't been so good. Last weekend it was like they didn't really know where to put him. They tried him all over the place. Um, I think they almost moved him back because we were so yeah. So we we're looking so poor. We had to. You know, I mean, I think it's still the idea would be. I think they still want to play him forward, even though they say that differently to that. If the back line was functioning, to have him and Cloak, and then one of Moore or Wits or White or someone as a third one down there is the way to go. I, I just find it amazing that in those um, the first what, eight or nine games of the year. But, you know, we had, often we had uh, 10 or 12 or 13 goal kickers and and now we just really struggle to get a goal from anybody. Hmm. Well, I think I think it comes down to quality of sides. I think, we, we you know, the draw was very lopsided for us this year and we played, you know, when you're playing lesser sides, you kick, you, your structures work better, you kick your goals better and... You know, in some ways we've ended up almost where a lot of people predicted us to be at the end of the year, but it's been by, you know, having two almost two half two different halves. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the um the rapidity of our fall that's been so difficult. Yeah. And really the the back line, the back six are so inexperienced. Yeah. And just Absolutely. watching them every week getting absolutely, you know, bombarded. Well, Hard work. I yeah, I think when you looked at on Saturday out there, I looked at one stage when looked at them and, you know, with no Nathan Brown out there and you had Frost, Maynard, Marsh, um, Langdon, Will, Williams. You know, Marley Williams being your experienced man out there and, um, <laughs> and you know, when Tooby was off the ground, he, there, was, there was just so little experience in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we come next to... The cats on uh, Friday night. Um, I, you know, they, they've got a bit to play for because they still have a, they have some hope of, you know, it's not an unreasonable hope even for them to make the final. So they're going to come out with a very serious intent. 
Um, we want to win, but we've got our mind elsewhere. Um, I'm a bit fearful of this match, I must say. I think the Cats would fancy themselves to really get amongst it a bit. Um, on the rebound, can we get them? Can we at least give a good display or are we going to get belted? My heart says um, we'll come out fighting with pride and spirit and my head says we're going to get belted. It was Geelong that unpicked us um, in the first half of the year, wasn't it, when we were yes. going pretty well? Yeah. yeah. But did. then again, you know, we have a pretty good record against them over the last seven, even eight years. So, yeah. again, a bit like Sydney, they don't. there's that thing about them not holding that much fear for us, but at the moment when we're completely down on confidence, uh, really at a low point, mm. they need to play and win to get into the finals. It's, it's a bit uh, it's a bit concerning, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a big actually. It's a very big task. I would have thought for the coaches this week to, you know, to concentrate on how do you get this team back on track just for a week or two. So they'll have a few ideas. I'm sure. I'm not sure what they'll be, but they'll have to be working a bit of magic to get them up again. The MG, what's your thoughts? Well, the only good thing is that there is absolutely no expectation uh, for us to win. <laughs> so. Uh, and I think probably last time we played, uh, we were more the favourites. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, think, I think last week was, a real, was the lowest point for the guys and um, I, would hate to, I would hate for them to experience another loss like last weekend. I think that would be really brutal. But, um, yeah, hopefully they've, they've kind of had their, yeah. their low moment and can find something. Well, I think that's important too. I think it is important to come out and at least make a bit of it. You know, you don't want to finish the year by having a couple of demoralising losses because that feeds into your pre-season and your perception yeah. of who you are. And um, I mean, it would probably hurt more to lose by five points again but in, in one way, but in another way, you know, they, they would also know that they were really competitive. I think yeah, no, I think, you know, in fact, I, I think almost the opposite. I think it would be one of the easiest five-point losses you could have. I mean, you'd almost say there's, there's – if you lost by five points, you'd say, well, we've, we've reversed the trend where, you know, we've given a much better display and the five-point loss, five-point win matters little in reality and what matters much more would be that we'd played well. Yeah. So I'm happy with it. If they offer me a five-point loss now, I'll, I'll take it easily. <laughs> <laughs> There's not often you'd say that. <laughs> Another honourable losses. What, yeah. Oh, yeah. groan. That's <laughs> what I was thinking in terms of maybe going, oh, God, no, not another honourable loss. <laughs> Better than a dishonourable loss, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> Someone has offers a win, we'll take that, but uh, that's probably not an offer. Yeah. Um, and so the uh, other... Issues around the club, it's been pretty quiet this week in a lot of ways. I don't think there's been any big news. There's just the, a bit of ongoing grumbling about what's going to happen for Bucks next year. Do we have any views? Well, I have a view on Bucks that, you know, I think he's done a reasonable job in a way for a bloke that's uh, had a team that descends each year, but there's a plan behind it all. But it is it is reaching a point where that has to be changed now. So. Next year's are going to be a really big year for him. I think he needs improvement in the team, and without it, 
Um, he may struggle for another appointment. My view is I would wait till 2016 and see how we're going through the year before you offer him another contract. I don't think we should give him one before the year's started. What do you two think? Well, I agree with that. Um, I think he's got a contract to the end of uh, 2016 and we should um, start uh, talking about that next year towards the end of the year and see what happens then. Yeah. If we had had... Um, at the start of the year, we were probably only expecting to have this, this number of wins. So if we'd had a, a more a season whereby we kind of won one, lost one, won one, lost one, instead of winning the first ten and then losing the next ten, mm. would we be feeling the same way? We'd be feel, I think we'd be feeling the same way but with not as much angst about it, I think, because... That we would still say, well, we need to, we need to, we've reached that low point, so we not have. It's time to go back up, but I think it's just the the manner of the way the years worked out just has added that sort of extra sort of angst and sort of a bit of desperation to the situation. So, but I, I still think the message would be the same. Yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. to. We can't go down again. We've got to go up. Yeah. I just think we we just we're just playing with. So many inexperienced um, young guys, and you know, I suppose on the one hand, it's people say it's not an excuse, but but it it is really, you know, it's just no, no, it's an ex an explanation. An explanation of, uh, of it. That's right, and um, <laughs> I think that also um, it'll depend again, of course, on who we um, trade into the club, not not the drafting, but. If we if we put, if we manage to pull off Trelaw or even Aish, they're young too. So we're still going to be a young team going into next year. Yeah, but Aish, if Aish, Aish would come in, I'm not Aish. Sorry, Trelaw would come in with very much an expectation of he's been in the system long enough to have an expectation of of immediate A grade. We'd be paying A grade wages and we'd be expecting A grade output. So I think if you, he he would really make a difference to us. Aish would be a little bit more along the Scharenberg sort of lines of, you know, potential but not yet realised. But I think Trelaw's an out-and-out -out star already, I think. Yeah. Uh, he'd be great. To, he'd, he'd be a fantastic get for us. Yeah, oh, he would. Um, and and, and he, that whole – but that's where Bucks's – for mine, that's where Bucks's future lies is making sure that the kid, the kids now that have come in have to start to be good and – you know, he's been hurt by especially Freeberg, Freeman and Scharenberg not playing. Yeah. Um, so, but we've got to get we've got to get more class into place. We've got to get more skill and uh, elite players. And if we can't develop the ones we got with first round draft picks, then um, the Bucks is going to be in trouble. Yep, I agree. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it has been a slightly sombre podcast today. Whether that's because <laughs> Mighty T hasn't been able to be here spruiking himself when he's a very lively young fella. Um, but you've had to put up with the three moderators. And um, as our last little chore, we'll say um, a prediction for this week, VP. Pies. <laughs> Pies by uh, 15 points. MG. Oh, I'll go for an honourable win. Let's win by five points for a change. <laughs> 
All right, okay. Well, you've left me with the only other option, which is I'm going to say win too. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie? Let's say pies by 11. <laughs> okay, there you have it. After the Somber podcast, we have all predicted a win for this week for the pies. Um, do we have Dave's rant? Yep. Yeah. If we do, Dave will be picking the pies. So that's it. Five zip the pies. We will win this week and we'll be back next week. Signing out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. This is Dave the Man's round 22 rant. Well, okay, in round 21, we played Richmond and we played the most pathetic game of footy we have played for a long, long time. Well, okay, maybe not a long, long time ago, but since probably the Brisbane game last year. Yes, we were okay in the first half, but as usual, bad kicking for goal cost us bad, really bad. Then we came out behind and then absolutely flat. Like they didn't want to be there for the second half. It just looked like we didn't care on the score. We didn't give a stuff. We still had players who tried, like Pendery, Swan, Adams, Moore, Grundy. Like, but they weren't going the extra yard. They were just doing what they had to do. They didn't. They did a few things, but nothing really urgent. Nothing at, at the it had to be done. We put their body on the line in heaps. This was disappointing. I, I left at the 12-minute mark of the second quarter because I thought the whole team had given up. They didn't care. We are so far behind. I didn't really want to put up with Richmond, the cocky Richmond fans on the way home. So I said, I look, and I have watched those minute, the last 12 or so minutes I missed, and we did nothing. We barely touched it. Richmond played kick to kick, and we could get near it, and just they kicked free goals. It was just pathetic. Let it in stay and watch because don't want to be there and just, you know, watch that crap. But hopefully next week when we play Geelong, they can get take pride in their game. They, they were fresh, so hopefully we can come back and be on fire and have all and real desire and real effort again. And hopefully if we do that, our kicking is better and we can kick some goals and hopefully, you know, cause a bit of a set and beat Geelong and knock Geelong out of the finals, which would be nice. So that's my round 22 rant. So hopefully when in the next two games, so go Pies. Mm-hmm.